Hello and welcome to the Crystal Podcast on iCode Media. Today on episode bonus episode number 49, what I wanted to do was talk a little bit about what we see within our chart audits. And, and actually, I want to give credit where it's due. I mean, we see it when we do chart audits within iCode, but this came from Joe Deloche and PCS, who they do a great job. I think if you wanted to think about your chart audits, they, they do an awesome job as well. You should check them out. They, you know, their process is a little different than our process, but they they have a great uh, a great team there. And so they they sent out an email this week, and uh, and they had nine tips for compliant billing. And I I loved it. I sent this to Joe Deloche, and I I sent it immediately. I said this is a it's so simple but so true. And and so I wanted to cover these nine tips briefly with you today. I thought it was really worth your time to think about where auditors are going to evaluate your chart. So number one, tip number one, always document the reason for the visit. What is the chief complaint? Why is the patient coming in to your practice? The second thing, number two, is provide a thorough history of present illness for each visit reason. So if you have the patient coming back for a cataract evaluation and a macular degeneration evaluation, look at your HPI related to both of those condition. So uh, again, it, it, it ties you back to that chief complaint. It establishes the complexity of, of why you're going to do everything else you're going to do during your exam. That, uh, that case history needs to be relevant to the reason for visit. That's number three. Number four, ensure that your examination is justified based on the reason for your visit. This is important, not so much for your 9-9 codes anymore. Remember, all you're required to document within your examination elements is what is medically appropriate. Remember, with 9-9 codes, we're not counting our examination elements anymore. We're simply doing what is medically necessary for the patient. However, in patients where we're using a comprehensive exam, a 920X4, there are certain elements within that comprehensive exam, and I've done these podcast topics before related specifically to that, uh, namely basic sensory motor examination, visual field examination, that are not always indicated based on a patient's chief complaint to do at certain intervals. And we've talked a lot about that on this podcast. So the point is, is that make sure that that examination that you're performing is justified based on the reason for the visit and not simply because you just do those things every single time a patient comes in. Number five, include accurate diagnosis or diagnoses, which explains the reason for the visit. So if the patient comes in with blurry vision on the one hand, chief complaint of blurry vision and a secondary complaint of an itchy eye, well, have a diagnosis code that explains your blurry vision and your uh, itchiness. And if they're the same, link the two in your um, in your impression of those diagnosis codes. Number six, document your orders, interpretation, and reports for any diagnostic testing. Don't miss these. When we do chart audits, we see this often. We don't have a clear order or we don't have a clear interpretation or report for that specific diagnostic test. That's namely gonna be your visual field, your OCTs, macular and optic nerve, your fundus photography. In most optometric practices, those are gonna be the wheelhouse tests that are gonna be ordered. But also remember that your ERGs uh, and other special tests need to have those orders as well. 
develop an assessment and a plan tailored to each reason for visit. So linking your impression and then your assessment and plan for each of those reasons is important because then it now links your medical decision-making back to the reason for visit. It establishes and reinforces that medical necessity. And then any medical, so number eight, apply any uh, medical billing codes appropriate for that patient's visit. So document what you're what you're doing and, and what, what codes you're arriving at, obviously. And then the last one, which always kills me um, when we see it, but but they're so right here as well, is make sure that there is a signature, whether it's a manual signature in a paper chart or a digitized signature in your uh, electronic health record. Those are the nine essential tips that I want to give credit to PCS for for putting them out this week. If you didn't see them come through your email, I hope this was helpful. See you guys on the next bonus episode.